This is Paul McGann, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. The Tangents as we continue all the way to episode 396 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And Doctor, whoever's next, tag, you're it. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like we on the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany Belvedere. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, goodness gracious. Oh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately... Illness has once again ravaged Chrissy's household. Uh, so <laughs> she is taking care of that, taking care of business. <laughs> uh, but uh, she will uh, hopefully be back next week. In the meantime, we need to do the news. Unfortunately, we have to start with some. 10 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, and I, because of the the types of accounts I follow all over social media, and I'm seeing this everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So, from all, you know, from fans to people that, that knew him and worked with him. Uh, but Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. who has been the voice of various versions of Batman for like 30 years, um, has passed away at the age of 66 after a short battle with cancer. Um, of course, those of us from the 90s know him as the voice of Batman in the animated series. Yes. Um, but he also did several animated movies, including Mask of the Phantasm. Um and uh also several of the video games like the arkham video mm-hmm. games um so yeah yeah mm-hmm. he uh was uh actually scheduled to be at galaxy con columbus mm. so um that uh it sucks. Um, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but thankfully, his uh, work lives on, mm-hmm. which is good. So I never met him because I'm not a big DC person anyway. I remember watching occasional episode of the animated series in the 90s but it wasn't one that i really watched a whole lot on purpose um uh i do remember though i think i told this story um the one of the years i went to indie comic-con indianapolis comic-con 
Um, and I was the year, I believe it was the year Charlie Cox was there. So that's, okay. that's why I was there. Cause mm-hmm. I was there to meet, I was there to meet Daredevil. Um, but Kevin Conroy was there as well. Um, and I was waiting for my, my, for the photo op with, with Charlie. Um, so I was hanging out and, uh, Kevin comes out to his table and he jumps up on the autograph table so i can see him along with all the people that are in his line can see him and he stands up and throws his arms up the air uh, in the air and it's like i this i am the knight you know in the batman (laughs) place so (laughs) i love it ladies and gentlemen i am here if you have any doubts yes he's like i am batman. it's like yeah batman's here <laughs> so yep that was kind of cool that was my one that was my one experience with kevin conroy so that was cool mm-hmm. so but uh but yeah i follow a lot of um you know voice voice actors among other yeah. things so mm-hmm. i think i think the first mm-hmm. First person I the first post I saw was from Tara Strong, I think. Okay. Um, it was her and uh, Kevin at an airport, and uh, she's sitting in the chair, and then he's laying across the chairs with his head on her lap. So, so she's like, "I just I can't." So, and it's kind of been the output ever since. So, his, his Batman was kind of the batman uh for mm-hmm. a lot of people for, yeah for a certain age group yeah yeah yep so there is that um so moving on to nicer news i actually forgot this last week when i was like oh we don't really have any news speaking of galaxy con columbus um this was before Kevin's passing. So this is and also it's a little old, but I f- just forgot to mention it. Um, they're really trying to squeeze every penny out of my wallet. Um <laughs> because Vincent D'Onofrio, oh, the boy, Kingpin himself, <laughs> is going to be a Galaxy Guy Columbus. So yeah. unfortunately charlie cox is already scheduled at a different event in like germany that same weekend so we can't get a nice little daredevil trio get together with charlie and vincent and um why am i blanking on her name it'll come to me later get into my brain who am i trying to think of claire ah! uh, rosaria dawson oh, there um, we go oh there you go yeah, yeah. i got i was like i'll get it <laughs> let me work through it rosario dawson it would have been nice to have a little daredevil trio there but unfortunately charlie is already scheduled someplace across the ocean uh so. but you know two out, of, two, two out of three a bad so so, um, now the question is, do I try to get my 
Jessica Jones cosplay put back together in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I lent my wig out and never got it back. So uh oh. Uh oh. Uh yeah. oh. Uh oh. Yeah. We'll see. I may we'll see. Cause it's like I could order a new wig, but at the same time, it's like uh, the money I would spend on the wig, I could spend at the con. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't have other Marvel stuff I could wear <laughs> instead. So. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, uh, so there's that. Um, and then really the rest is just a little bit of housekeeping. So if you haven't refreshed your podcast feeds recently you will if you do so you will see that there is a new episode of gold standard the oscars podcast mm -hmm. out in the main feeds with yeah. kicking off the 1990s with dances with wolves oh my god I'm so glad mm -hmm. that we're done with that <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. anyway um and then uh this month's uh gold standard patreon is also available for patreon supporters um and we did the barbara streisand classic funny girl with special guest shalane cool Ooh. Oh. It was Shalane's pick as one of our patrons. So she joined us for the discussion. It was one of her first cool. times ever being on a podcast. And I think she did a very good job. Yay. It also helps that she's a fountain of knowledge when it comes to musicals. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, um, and then uh, to round it off, I would have been very busy. Um, mm -hmm. the latest episode of Drunk Cinema is now out in the fee feeds where I make my first appearance where, uh, uh, I get kind of plastered. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you follow me on TikTok, if you see my post Drunk Cinema TikTok, you can tell just by the way I'm trying to speak that I'm... It, at least somewhat inebriated uh, <laughs> in the best way because we had lots of fun talking the classic one of my writer dies uhf <laughs> which i highly recommend if you've not seen uhf i'm looking at you guys uh yes yes <laughs> so watch it list. first and then <laughs> listen to the drunk cinema to go with it yes Especially. podcast little, little homework note i'm on a podcast tomorrow or not tomorrow but wednesday still kind of doing a little bit of homework yeah <laughs> well thankfully we don't have uhf on the docket for any time soon so you guys have time but yes you keep it up i'm gonna take away your nerd card so yes ma'am just Someone. saying just saying <laughs> um so that, yeah so uh that's really it for the news so but we do have quite a bit of feedback so oh we need to get into it 
Alrighty. First up, feedback from Shalene. She hey, sends Shalane. a couple, actually, because I think she censored her feedback while she's listening and then hit send and then she thinks of something else and then sends up and then <laughs> which is totally fine. I've done that yeah. too. Oh yeah. Um so her first uh email, uh subject line Weird Al. Um, she says, I didn't know who Weird Al was until I heard he was coming to Salt Lake Fanex years ago and found out he was that guy that sang white nerdy and uh, someday going to be a Jedi. The saga begins. Uh, and my other so- sister showed me around my teen years and that he had guest starred in My Little Pony. Um, she, and then she says, I also didn't know he existed during the 80s and the 2000s. Well, I mean. He existed, but yeah, he's had a career since the that entire time. So it's always interesting how people get introduced to Weird Al. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's mm-hmm. different for everybody. So, um, and then she sends a follow up uh, with the subject line "Famous Singers." She said, "So you girls have covered Queen, Elton John, Weird Al, Elvis, and we didn't start the fire." Uh, Metallica, the Beatles, which singers are next that you haven't talked about yet? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we still have more Beatles and Queen albums to cover. Yeah. Uh, So you're still going to get some more of that. I feel like the genie with that list. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Here's who we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Uh, When we decide you'll find out how's that for an answer because <laughs> that's kind of the way we roll around here pay no attention to the weirdos behind the curtain who have no idea what they're doing <laughs> and shalane if you have any suggestions which i guess you probably do uh please feel free to 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 send in your list We'll yes. add it to the to the other lists you've already given us. It's always good to have lists. Yes. It's not that we're hurting for ideas. It's just we can only do one show a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason we're almost at 400. We're not hurting for ideas. <laughs> right, exactly. Sometimes it's really just which one do we do next? Yes, pick a coin. <laughs> yeah, or barring uh, any major late breaking yeah. like, oh, we need to preempt. <laughs> yeah, there's that. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. So, uh, but uh, that's all of Shalane's feedback, but we also have from some feedback from Aaron. Hey, Aaron. And Aaron, once again, has sent us a small (laughs) thesis, but that is okay. (laughs) So his subject line is, because I'm driving a truck with my high heels on. (laughs) <laughs> which that song that weird ass song it's a weird ass song um yep. <laughs> it's already funny in itself yep. and then it became even funnier when my mom's husband um quit his job and went back to being a truck driver so 
So yeah, my stepdad is my my step my stepfather is a truck driver, so it's even funnier. <laughs> uh, he says hello to the five-ish hosts. I've got a feeling that another essay is coming in. So sorry, or you're welcome, or both. Quick note, please don't feel obligated to read everything verbatim when, if you read one of my emails, if it's easier to pull snippets like you do, um, I completely understand. Cool. Especially since this week I get to talk about my favorite musical artist of all time. No, seriously, I hold Weird Al in the highest regard because not only does his music fit my personality perfectly, but he really has a talent with lyrics and vocals, and that's what allowed him to not be a passing blip in the parody genre listening to this week's podcast was a blast because not only did you all cover the movie but it was a two-hour history lesson on the legend himself <laughs> i had read a number of the facts before so it was a treat to hear many new things as well good i'm glad you learned something new yay so let me start with the movie. The first time I saw the original sketch was while attending the mandatory fun concert tour where he played clips of different TV shows and movies referencing him during his song breaks because some of those costume changes are not quick. That was I'm inserting that there, but it's true. When it was announced that it would be turned into a full length movie, I was stoked. I thought it was hilarious. However, I couldn't help but think it would have been just a little better. Janet Redcliffe is perfectly front and center, and it was such a relief for me because he would not have been my choice for the role, maybe Andrew Garfield. And when he was announced, it didn't seem like a great fit. I'm so happy I was wrong, and they were right. I shouldn't have doubted the polka god's own choice. He was Weird Al's first pick. Aww. I agree with all of you that playing it straight was so crucial to Radcliffe's success. I really hope he continues to have success in his career because I give him a lot of credit in his choices post Harry Potter and not getting stuck in a rut. As much as I love Evan Rachel Wood's take on Madonna, I wish there had been more meat to her story because she had a great first and third act, but a weak bridge connecting them. Yeah. Speaking of needing more, Ryan Wilson as Dr. Demento was a blast and no disrespect to Patton Oswalt, who plays Dr. Demento in the Funnier Die sketch. A much better choice. Will Forte and Yankovic himself as the Scotty brothers worked well. However, I wish Aaron Paul, who couldn't cameo because of testing positive for COVID the day of filming his cameo, would have replaced Forte just so we could have had all the three weird owls in the same scene. And finally, the ending, mourning the death of the Prince of Parody, was perfect. All the pictures, including the Queen, made me laugh. <laughs> Interesting fact, the movie had its premiere the same day Queen Elizabeth died, and the producers were worried that including the photo might have viewed as being in poor taste, but were relieved when the audience loved it. I think the Queen probably would have found it funny, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But alas, I do have two gripes about the movie. The first was so distracting to me. Radcliffe didn't provide the singing in the movie. Weird Al himself was dubbed over Radcliffe. I noticed this right away. The singing didn't match, and I felt like it that took away from the performance. Perhaps if this would have been done differently so that the ADR was presented as a joke, I could get on board, but it wasn't, and I just didn't like it. Radcliffe did his own singing during the filming, so it wasn't like he was incapable, and I'm not sure why Yankovic insisted on his own voices. Maybe it's because he just really wanted that distinct, weird mm -hmm. Al voice that we 
come to recognize Ovechkin. Because yes, Daniel Radcliffe can sing in his own regard. He's been on Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I have uh, I have a, a Spotify playlist of various show tunes from either Broadway or movie musicals, and that includes the um, a couple of numbers from his stint uh, as uh, Jay Pierpont Finch in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Um, so yes, Daniel can sing in his own right, but he does not sound like weird al like i said like we said in the episode weird al does have even though his voice can change depending on the genre he's singing he does have a distinct sounding voice and that's really hard to replicate mm-hmm. um, so uh, that's that's probably why just because you hear a weird al song you want to hear the weird al voice but that's my guess on why they did that the other is that there's more biopic tropes than could have been included to to pad the runtime. There's a few moments where I wanted the script to move along and there's just a few more jokes same run time. I would I would be a little happier if any if any of you have seen Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story, I think that did the biopic spoof just a little better. But again, I thoroughly enjoyed this so I'm not too upset. What I am curious about is the director and co-writer Eric Apple who has stated that he already has ideas for sequel, including time travel and opening up a multiverse. I don't know about any of you, but I hope that happens. Maybe then we can get Paul's Weird Al teaming up with the real Weird Al to go back in time to say Radcliffe's Weird Al from being assassinated. Shenanigans ensue. <laughs> Pull a Deadpool too, maybe. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh that actually could be hilarious. Uh, uh, I would like to ask, though, would any of you be interested in a non-parody biopic? I know he hasn't had a career full of drugs, alcohol, and prison sentences to tell a riveting story, but I would like to see one down the road. If not, I'll just rewatch this again. I don't know. I I saw that when your email came in, and I'm like, because Al's life has been kind of mundane other than him being wildly successful by, you know, like he says in the movie, being the best accordion player in a very specific niche of music. I I don't think a, I don't think a straight bio would work. You no. know, maybe maybe yeah. a documentary. Yes. But no, not not a straight, not a not a non-parody biopic. It has it it has to be this. It has to be a parody. It's just mm-hmm. the only thing that makes sense, mm-hmm. in in my opinion. So, but I wouldn't mind a documentary. No. So, or if we wanted to have a little bit of a jab in the documentary, I would say a documentary like kind of like a VH1 behind the music type yeah which he's he's done but it was a parody right (laughs) but you know what i'm getting at yes yeah so it's like you know when because not if when When, he gets in the rock and roll hall of fame (laughs) that would be that would be an appropriate thing to have released i think as some sort of 
proper behind the music and or documentary type thing. Now, Rachel, when he gets inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who do you think is going to do his induction speech? Who do you think should induct him? I mean, my first, my, I mean, my first guess would be Dr. Demento as long as he's still around. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. But if he can't, who do you think would, or is that something that you have to think and get back to? I think I'd have to think about it. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it could be, you could go funny and maybe do like a Patton Oswald. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't know a Jimmy Fallon, right? Or somebody or like you that. Think one of the Monty Python guys would, or one of the Monty Python guys, or you could do it slightly, kind of serious. Like obviously, Kurt Cobain's no longer around, but maybe like Dave Grohl. Ooh, he, hey, he Ooh. would be good. So. Who knows? I, I, I'd buy Dave Grohl. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Because it's yeah. when, not if. Yeah. Yep. At this point. <laughs> yeah. Every year, we're just going to be like sending telepathy to the over, <laughs> yeah. over, to, over to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have to make a note to self with the timestamp of who our predictions were. Like, yeah, really. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we continue. Uh, now, I've got to share some of my weird Al Yankovic love that is not related to the movie. <laughs> One thing Rachel and I have in common, other than our love for the awesome accordionist, is that <laughs> I, too, had Bad Hair Day as my first album. I had never heard of the man, and after a day of being dragged around the mall with my mother, older sister, and her friend, on the drive back, my sister mentioned buying a new cassette tape by an artist she heard was funny. I remember us laughing the whole ride home and sitting in the park car until the tape was finished. Being about eight at the time, it wasn't until I was older that some of the jokes started making sense, but it instantly became my favorite tape, and my sister eventually gave it to me because she got tired of me always asking to borrow it. You got a really nice sister. So that makes Amish Paradise... My very first ever Weird Al song, and perhaps because of that reason, it remains one of my favorite songs. Depending on the day, maybe even my number one, it's hard to choose. Yep. It was hard for me to keep up with his album since I was young and jobless, so I tend to listen by sharing by sharing means. Uh-huh. <laughs> the problem Join here the is club. that they, <laughs> yeah, the problem here is that there was no Wikipedia at the time. <laughs> So I just searched for Weird Al and I got an abundance of music that may or may not have been his, but had his name on it. Yes, that was definitely the case. And unfortunately, with things like Napster, you couldn't listen to it beforehand. Nope, so you didn't know no, what you, you were did getting. it. Yeah, so you just had to assume that it was labeled correctly and that the file wasn't like corrupt in any way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that's equated with Weird Al that's not, it even sounds kind of like him, because there are some people that do a pretty good job of kind of sounding like him, that's not him. Like, there's websites dedicated to songs that have been equated to Weird Al that are not Weird Al. 
I just had a trusty internet to be correct. Ha! Which leads me <laughs> into something you all were all discussing during the podcast about piracy and weird else comments regarding how to stream the movie outside of the U.S. Several years ago, around the time of Don't Download the Song, I read an interview he did where he was asked about his music being pirated. What I found fascinating was his answer where he stated something along the lines of, while he doesn't necessarily condone it, he's just happy people who want to enjoy his music have a way to listen to it. Exactly. That's why we don't mm -hmm. condone piracy, but we're not necessarily going to turn you in either. Uh, his only issue was he doesn't like his naming attached to songs that aren't his, and a lot of torrent sites were giving him credit for songs that had, he had nothing to do with, especially some of the songs out there that were like not something that he would ever do with like right. vulgar language and subject matter mm -hmm. that he would never do no. I I can understand that I personally find that to be such a wholesome answer a few years ago I found a CD I burned with some of his air quote he's got quotes around it, his music back in the day and gave it a listen I was amazed that of the 12 or so songs only two or three were actually his wow yeah I've only been to two concerts in my life, both being Weird Al. Nice. The Very first nice. was when he came to the Ohio State Fair in 2007. My sister bought me tickets for my birthday. Again, you have an awesome sister. Very I awesome sister. I didn't know he was coming, so I was speechless when I got them. We got to spend the whole day at the fair and then enjoy the music. One of the best parts was him taking center stage to sing You're Pitiful while slowly taking off a series of shirts that ended with a t-shirt that said, in big old bold letters, Atlantic Records sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that in person. Uh, if you want to see a picture of it, it's on the Wikipedia page for Straight Outta Linwood. <laughs> My second concert was the Mandatory Fun Tour in 2016. Nice. I was trying to get tickets when I got a message from my mother asking me if I had plans for that date. Confused, I was like, I'm in the middle of making some. And she tells me to cancel because she has a surprise. Turns out she bought us tickets for my birthday. And so my parents picked me up and we all went. Nice. My, yeah. You got a cool family. Very cool my, family. Yeah. I think my father, who really isn't much of a fan, was a little uncomfortable being surrounded by the weird owl mob. The two best parts. <laughs> Uh, the two best parts the first was I almost missed the opening because I was in the merchandise line when they started closing the doors for the start so I jumped out of line squeezed through the door and was told that I had to stand at the back until the opening was over before being allowed to take my seat the opening was him uh, on a video screen starting in a dressing room and walking through the building while singing tacky coming out a door in the back and making his way up the aisle continuing the song i was standing right next to that door so i got to stand about a foot away from him as oh. he sang a good chunk oh. attack i remember that he would start in his dressing room and then you had a guy in a steady cam walking backwards oh wow because they were in front of al as al made his way from backstage in his dressing room to the stage so it was really cool and you could tell it was live because like uh, I saw we saw the uh, mandatory fun. It was at uh, White River State Park, which is an outdoor venue. And it was really cool to see in the background of the live video feed, like, wait a minute, I know exactly where he is on the property. So <laughs> yeah. the other guy that snuck in with me was able to snap a photo before the usher almost smacked his 
phone out of his hands. <laughs> the second part was him singing Want to Be Your Lover, and he came into the audience and serenading women. Yes. He makes his way to the row about two ahead of us and more or less gives a woman a lap dance while singing the majority of the song. The woman looked a bit mix of ecstatic and embarrassed. I nudged my mother and told her she'd just gotten two rows forward. That could have been her. My mother got this mortified look on her face telling me she doesn't know what she would have done. On the way out, I ran into a co-worker who told me that he and his two friends were leaving the concert and driving all night to Indiana to see Weird Al's next show, then coming back to see the Cincinnati show to the night after that. Three nights, three shows. That is the life. Wow. Hey, that's probably the same show I was at. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. I, I, would, I would probably like be struggling to breathe because i'd be laughing so hard if weird al was practically in my face giving me a lap dance hoping that uh, you know chauncey next to me was filming the entire thing Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we continue uhf i had a very interesting first experience with i saw it when i was younger and i thought it was easily the dumbest movie i'd ever seen <laughs> And I could believe that this is the same Weird Al who'd made such time-lasting music, and there was a half-second where I wondered if this was a different Weird Al Yankovic. You know, because that's clearly such a common name. Years later, when the 20th anniversary Blu-ray came out, I decided I needed to give it a second chance, and it was such a different viewing experience. I loved every moment of it. Good. I don't know what my young mind was expecting that I was so disappointed, So, but I wised up to its greatness and that's all that matters. Good for you. I will conclude with one of my favorite Weird Al inspired moments. I have all of his albums on my phone and when I'm having a rough day at work, I tend to put them on a randomized playlist and spend the rest of the day lost in humor. One day, a co-worker was confused by my playlist of Nirvana, Tiffany, and Michael Jackson, among others, to which I explained it was Weird Al. My co-worker tells me that he's from Canada himself and also a big fan. Later that day, a third guy decided to blare his gangster rap music, and when we asked him to turn it down or to use headphones like the rest of us, he had some choice words for us and continued. So my Canadian cohort and I decided to get out our own speakers, sync up running with scissors, if I remember correctly, and blared it in surround sound. <laughs> After about 20 minutes of being miserable, Guy 3 got the point and we didn't have any issues for the rest of his short career. My coworker and I still laugh about it from time to time. I was kind of expecting him some sort of Canadian idiot reference in there as well. Uh, <laughs> well, I warned you all that this would be a long message. <laughs> and it and it and if you made it all the way through, thank you for taking the time. As always, I thank you all for your great episodes. I look forward to what you discuss next. Take care, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Oh, thank that you, was Aaron. Very thank funny. You. Rachel, perfect <laughs> sound clips. I was yeah. wondering what you were gonna put in, and I'm just like, yay, 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 yay. <laughs> check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. Oh, that was a lot of work, but that was when <laughs> much appreciated. I was, I was absolutely right. It's like we got so many copyright dings on YouTube, but I don't care. 
<laughs> I think we're all in agreement in our in, in our chat. Like it'll be worth it, though. It'll be worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, Shalane and Aaron, for your feedback. We appreciate it greatly. So. Time to move on to this week's main topic. We're headed back to the TARDIS. And first up, uh, we are going to give our non-spoilery little review of Temporal Logbook 3. So, and I will say we did get a review copy. A yes, promotional review copy from the people at Pencil Tip Publishing. So thank you. Um, yes. Uh, let's just say thank you to Sean uh, for yes. giving them our <laughs> contact info. Uh, and then finally, the wires that got crossed got uncrossed, and we finally got the email. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is a um, a collection of short stories now the temporal mm -hmm. the, the these in particular the uh are um uh, let me make sure i get the proper description mm -hmm. going here i should have had this pencil tip publishing should have had this pulled up beforehand i am slow sometimes so okay so here is the official description from pencil tip publishing encountering the doctor will change your life and not always for the better because this one's temporal logbook three changed lives mm -hmm. a traveler in eternity the doctors touch countless lives bringing salvation to some and agony to others but always making a difference in these pages a selection of doctor who fandom's greatest writers reveal the joy joys and pains uh, a meeting with the doctor can bring through galactic battles in 60s london temporal logbook three changed lives bring stories from kevin mason r morgan uh critchfield matthew kressel russell mcgee friend of the show luke dyer greg mohan james sylvester hamish crawford sean collins richard mm -hmm. peavers james hornby allison winter paul burns and rob nisbet all proceeds from the publication are being donated to settled settled is an independent charity providing three free and trustworthy information, advice, and support in different languages to EU, European Union, citizens in the UK. As the UK leaves the European Union, EU citizens must make an application to stay in the UK. Settled helps ensure that EU citizens gain settled status and to respond to the difficulties that they face now and in the future. So it is, I mean, it's a good size book. It's 278 oh, yeah. pages. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, um, and the foreword, holy cow. And the foreword is oh. by Yiji So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Doctor Who, the movie. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get into every single story. Uh, because there's a lot here. Awesome. 
because there is there there's a story for every single doctor yes um in here so at least the 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 doctors that we at the moment although <laughs> once we talk about power of the doctor subject to change but before power yes. the doctor the, yeah the, the numbering as we knew it no, before is. power of the doctor so yes. everything from hartnell's first doctor all the way up through jody's doctor and the war doctor um, yes. is in there as well mm-hmm. so and they're they're not in doctor numerical order so it bounces no, which around is, which is cool yeah mm-hmm. um yeah there's the forward by eg so there's author bios at the very end of the book um so but yeah you, i eg so's a uh, yeah. little forward i had no idea yeah. me either that he almost died once yeah i'm just like whoa in a motorcycle a- accident <laughs> back the truck up yeah um <laughs> uh, no that's uh wild um yeah. yeah but he explains how he he went through a rough time in his life and that eventually uh led him to ended up donating the jacket that he wears um in the doctor who movie to um a gentleman that uh is collecting a lot of the screen worn costumes to preserve them um mm-hmm. which there were several when I went to Chicago Tardis almost a decade ago, it's probably the same guy. Um, had several screen worn costumes. Um, so, and that included like Chris's leather jacket and I'm pretty sure Paul McGann's outfit. So, among other things. So that was that was really cool. So my guess is it's probably the same guy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a kind of moving forward there from Yuji so um so but yeah it's uh these are i mean it's doctor who and obviously the people that wrote these are big fans know the universe know the backstory i mean obviously since this is not official it doesn't have to be canon um but i think a lot of them try to write their stories in a way that they could be potentially canon if somebody really wanted to go um and and plug them into the into the timeline so but it's um you know some of the those uh, the, some of the stories are rather moving i mean obviously anything involving the war doctor is is going to be on the uh, more on the moving side because it's the middle of the time war and of course that's the one in my sean so i also might be Mm -hmm. a little biased there too yep um so although sean i do have a bone to pick with you um when the Uh doctors well because he mentions the doc you know the 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 war doctors lamenting about how he'd love to just kind of put his feet up and go fishing Mm-hmm. And he mentions how the last time he was he went fishing because he was all teeth and curls, and is obviously referencing the fourth doctor. Um, what about the sixth doctor fishing at the start of the two doctors? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. But mostly, I'm just yanking your chain there, Doc. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> so, but, hey, but I was like, wait a minute. 
Yeah, I was like, curls, <laughs> yes. Uh, teeth, not so much. And then, then yeah, yeah, then I forget what exactly he says. It's uh, he says something else, and it's it's obvious that it's it's he's referring to the fourth doctor. Um, and I was like, what a minute! What about the doctor? boring perry to tears because he's too busy trying to catch a fish before all the crap that goes down in the two doctors <laughs> uh, so but yeah there's a there's a uh, yeah there's some bits that have some i mean there's some some that they have some funny bits um but yeah, there's some references to things where I'm like, ah, you know, dude, well, like Steve Rogers, like, I understood that reference. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, where a story might be focused on one doctor, but it references something that maybe happened with another doctor. Uh, you know, different, different companions, and then also references to other companions, like the fifth doctor stories with Turla, the third doctor stories with Liz. Um, so but uh yeah it's it's a it's a good read um i guess it, you know just if anything else let the little snippet though re you know be your kind of warning that this isn't all gonna be i mean it's doctor who it's not all mm -hmm. take a banana to a party fun time it can it can doctor i mean doctor who can be serious um mm -hmm. you know very serious but um you know like i said i think every person that contributed a, a story to this did uh a, just a fantastic job and you know i i don't know how it worked as far as like who wrote what i don't know if they were assigned a doctor or they got to pick or what i have to ask sean how or, or russell how exactly that worked um but uh but it's obvious that they are are fans you know it's it's kind of like you know having uh you know russell t davies or or you know peter capaldi or you know, someone else who was a fan of the show become involved you can just kind of tell um that they're that they're they're fans first creators second but you can tell that their love uh shines through in their work but i don't want to say much more because i don't want to um spoil anything <laughs> so but what about you guys what you what do you think? Oh, loved it. Great stories. I don't want to go into spoiler territory, but all of them are well worth worth the read. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing is because it is an anthology, mm -hmm. so therefore you can, you know, you can look at you the, can hop the, around. You can hop around if you want. If you're like, oh, this is my favorite doctor, and then you can go to that one, just read that story, and I'll have to worry about whether it fits in with any of the others. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, definitely if you're a Doctor Who fan and you like uh, 
you know, those types of books where they're collections of collections of short stories, I can speak. Um, then I, I highly, highly recommend picking up a copy of the, the temporal long book, log book. Um, and I kind of want to go get the other ones <laughs> now mm-hmm. <laughs> to see what I've been missing. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe we'll have to put that on the potential list for the book club. Maybe, possibly, down the line. No. Um, the the cover is gorgeous. I, I love the cover. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that green with the the, the swirly bits, the Gallifrey in there, and the gold. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's very pretty. So mm-hmm. no. Um, but yeah, you can you can purchase it um through pencil tips website i think um yeah so you can buy it there um and that's print on demand i think so because it says usually printed in three to five business days so you can buy the the paper back through them. I'll put a link in the in the show notes. So that's the only downside to getting the review copy. It's just a PDF, so you don't get the the joy of holding an actual book. So, but we certainly appreciate the folks at at Pencil Tip for sending along a copy for us to review. And yes, I may go ahead and buy an actual physical copy because it's also for a good cause so mm-hmm. yeah you you get you get a, a new cool doctor who book full of stories written by fans people who are fans just like us and our listeners out there the doctor who fans and you get to, to help a really good charity at the same time so yeah i think that's i think that's win-win for everybody mm-hmm. yep so, all right. Well, moving on to Powell of the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's final story as the Doctor. The rather appropriate, considering that you know, Doctor Who's fifty ninth birthday is next week. It happens to be Paul McGann's birthday today too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. He appears in this episode along yes. with a number of other people that I'm mm-hmm. about to get very excited about. Yes. Uh, and this <laughs> one was kept very well under wraps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much so. So, on the surface, kind of straightforward ish mm-hmm. episode. You yep. got the doctor mm-hmm. running around with. Dan and Yaz, the master pops up like he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, starts 
causing issues like he does, which he does. Sasha do- yes. Sa- again, Sasha Dewan's master. Oh. Brilliant. So yes. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and then speaking of eighth doctor, we get a nod to the master of that time period. Yes. <laughs> there's there's a lot of nods in here oh, yes. to a number of things. And even some things that aren't necessary I don't think were necessarily intentional. We're right. just kind of happy <laughs> happy coincidences because you know the master. The master uh-huh. gets these crazy ideas in their head mm-hmm. like the master does and usually creates this whole big convoluted plan that of course the doctor is going to foil because mm-hmm. that that's the way the show has been since the master's been introduced um so in this case we find out that sasha dewan's master has been kind of like um Oh, even somebody referenced that in something I was watching earlier. What was it? The, the Suez was it the Suez Canal? Where they their the English Channel, something like that, where they started on the opposite ends and started digging their way through, met in the middle. Uh, okay. <laughs> kind of like that, but kind of not really. Uh, where the master is doing stuff in modern day, but also we find out that the master also went all the way back actually not that too far back when do you think about early 1900s uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) um where he was he needed some place to 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 lay low Mm -hmm. work on the dl and metal until he got everything set and put in place the way he wanted it so when you're sasha dewan's master best way to work and be able to be on the dl Pretend you're Rasputin. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is it is it is kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, of, of course he was. Yeah. 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 Who is it? Um, oh crap. Who was it? Uh that was like um oh, I think it was River. Was it River Song that was like, oh, you, you know, you see something weird happen in history, and of course it's always him, mm-hmm. or something like. I know I'm butchering the yeah. line. It's like, yeah, it's either the Doctor or the Master, right, more than yeah. likely. If it's mm-hmm. not the Doctor's involvement, it's probably the Master's involvement. Yep. So why not? Rasputin was actually just the Master, you know, hanging out in history messing with things like i can believe it because i mean it allows him it i mean it allows him to be as like mystical and batshit crazy as possible as as dewan's master is and it fits right into the mythology that is rasputin Nobody's yeah. gonna question him. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that this is the second time a Doctor Who actor has played Rasputin because Tom Baker played Rasputin back yes, in the 70s. Yeah. Very, very similar acting uh choices as you know, 
as well actually so i was it was there were several times where i'm like is this sasha de water is this tom baker if i time travel back in the 70s and i'm watching nicholas and alexander again mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness so yeah so of course master yeah I'm the master. I'm doing crazy things. I need to destroy you, doctor, because I'm crazy. Um, and that's what the master does is force the doctor to regenerate, which, of course, force regeneration. Not unheard of. The Time Lords nope. made the second doctor regenerate into the third in War Games. Yep um so it is it is possible to force a regeneration um uh, but in this case force jody to regenerate into him right yep and holy cow what the outfit <laughs> quite the outfit that is that is tarnishing every outfit that all the incarnations before have worn how dare he put on things like Sylvester's sweater vest and Tom's scarf and, <laughs> and the poor second doctor's recorder of her all oh, things. Yes. And, and you know, tainting the second free. doctor's recorder. <laughs> oh my goodness. So now we have a, a Doctor Master incarnation ish mm -hmm. yeah now um, where was river when we needed her with the gun <laughs> mm. you know yeah go back and think that out patrice everything yeah <laughs> i don't know um but here we get to expand a little in the um you know the uh zeitgeist the 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 knowledge um of time lord regeneration and we see jody's incarnation go into kind of a limbo kind of an incarnation limbo um mm -hmm. where i guess the 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 soul, the spirit, the whatever term you want to use of that particular incarnation kind of goes. And I guess has to decide whether to move on. This is the way I'm interpreting it that myself. This is, you know, you can tell me if you've interpreted, you know, if yours is different. So the doctor regenerates mm -hmm. we see the new body yep the essence of the previous incarnation goes into this kind of limbo mm -hmm. and stays there for i'm sure time runs differently on their end but x amount of time and from there they have to move on and in my mind when they move from the limbo onto whatever afterlife whatever label you want to give it that's when the regeneration becomes 
permanent. Mm-hmm. And that is why, in my mind, when like um Christopher Eccleston regenerated into David Tennant, the spirit that was Eccleston's incarnation is in this limbo. And mm-hmm. while he's still in this limbo, 10, David Tennant's, mm-hmm. has his hand cut off and is able right. to grow a new one. I'll buy that. Yeah. And he has that line. He's like, I'm still within so many hours of my regeneration. Right. Well, and just therefore the way he's able too, to he grow the new hand. His hands of fighting hand. I mean, I could almost see Christopher Eccleston saying that seeing from beyond like oh no we're not doing this with just one hand <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> putting a new one and it's gonna even be even better than one you just lost uh-huh. <laughs> so that is why and let me grab you a set of sumo while we're at it <laughs> exactly exactly and that is why they were uh yaz was able to reverse that regeneration because it was still within that window i will buy that yeah so does that make sense oh yeah yeah that makes okay sense. I, okay i I, I picked up what you were laying down okay good <laughs> you never know sometimes <laughs> this, this isn't my first rodeo with the wibbly wobbly timey wimey that is true too it's like how many yeah how many regenerations have we gone through so and I mean, so. that's like the reason my sponsor doctor like had like a bit of a trouble at the beginning is maybe because the information is not quite ready to like go. So maybe that could be. Mm-hmm. I I I could see that. Yeah, I I I, I would accept that. I would accept I would accept that as as adding on to that as well. So. Um, so that's why, you know, from the outside incarnation or, re, you know, regeneration is like, you know, uh, and like the new personality takes over, but it's not, it's not solidified. It's not permanent quite yet. There's a, there's a, there's a space there of some indeterminate amount of time where mm-hmm. the regeneration could still be messed with, whether it's an injury like with tenant's doctor, whether it's reversing the regeneration, you know, why the doctor passes out sometimes, you know, <laughs> it just sleeps. <laughs> um, maybe the why they go a little crazy, like the sixth doctor did. Yeah, why like, some regenerations could be. Yeah, why some regenerations seem to be more unstable is because the 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 spirit or whatever the previous incarnation is just like no, I've got unfinished business. I don't, I'm not ready, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and and it may be and what we see with Jody's doctor while she's in this limbo may be different, and then what they experience, what we see from the outside may be a reflection of what is going on in that limbo space. Which could make for some very interesting written stories mm-hmm. or big finish audio. So there you go. Pencil tip, big finish. There you go. Uh, 
you know, what's going on in 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 the in the in the re the reincarnation limbo that's causing us to see what's happening with the new incarnation on the outside. Oh, but in this case, Jody's in limbo, and uh, you know, it's kind of this desert no man's land and she's by herself except for the first doctor which obviously is not william hartnell because he's been long gone in this case it's mr bradley who's been playing the first doctor for quite a while mm -hmm. uh you know being very first doctorish he does such mm -hmm. a good job of, of yes he does <laughs> channeling uh, channeling hartnell's doctor so mm -hmm. uh so like when he popped up on the screen i'm like oh that's you know i was expecting some surprises so when he popped mm -hmm. up i'm like oh that's a pleasant surprise but i kind of you know that kind of makes sense mm-hmm you know it's like you know who else is is this incarnation going to see but the very you know the first face we know of right um, yeah. yeah the first face that we ever saw is is doctor who fans um but then he starts changing faces mm -hmm. as he's speaking and i'm gonna, I'm gonna start crying again because i was just so happy he takes it to colin baker yeah I, I lost my freaking mind mm -hmm. i was like i felt the disturbance when i saw him like right that's rachel <laughs> going all the way from indiana yeah <laughs> into the colin baker and then he mm -hmm. turns uh, then he turns into peter davis which i'm sure is like okay that's the disturbance coming from utah uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns into paul mcgann Yes, disturbance from Wisconsin, and then when it switches to seven, also another disturbance from Wisconsin. And then he turns into and I'm like, "Where's Sylvester?" And then he turns into Sylvester. I'm like, "Okay, we're good." <laughs> it's a Five Ish Doctors reboot all over oh, again, except this time yes. it's canon. Yes, yep. they're not hiding under a a sheet. A drop yes, <laughs> pretended to be Zygons in disguise. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was our. I mean, this episode was already like really exciting because we've got Ace. Yes, we've got Tegan. And Tegan, yes. You know, we've got you know the Queen of Nitro Kate. Nine and the and the Mouth on Legs teaming up with yep. Kate. Yes. So you know, you've got two really awesome classic Doctor companions with the daughter yes. of the Brigadier teaming up yes. together with Unit because. Mm -hmm. Of course, while Unit got defunded, they weren't going anywhere. Kate Where? was like, no. damn it, we're not, you, you, you know, we may get knocked down, but we're not going away completely. So she's been working no. to My make sure that My father would never allow this to happen. Exactly. So I am going to make sure it does not happen. Exactly. And big finish, FYI, more of this team up, please and thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then you got Cybermen, yep, <laughs> all over the place, uh -huh. oh, uh, among other things. Dalek, and then we get da and then we get Daleks, and we get a Dalek. Yeah, but apparently he's gone rogue. Yeah. Um, I love the doctor's response to the like, uh -huh. me trust you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never. 
Hey, we've all seen the the episode of Winston Churchill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Dalek. Uh-huh. Uh, go back to the return of the Daleks and do who. Uh, yes. Yeah. You can't trust a Dalek as far as you can throw them. No. Um, but I just like... You know, Ace, of course, is is Ace. Oh, and, yes. You know... Shit hits the fan, Ace is ready to go. She's got, oh, yes. you know, she, she's been in and out of this, you know, she's been in and out of this unit building often enough. She's made herself a stash uh-huh. with the jacket and the baseball bat the baseball and bat. some Nitro 9. Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, poor Tegan is just like, you know, I mean, because, I mean, if you know your classic who, you know that Tegan walked away. Yes because the death and destruction was becoming too much and it wasn't it wasn't pleasant anymore to no. be running around with the doctor so tegan was one of the companions that got to walk away of her own volition but not necessarily pleasantly either you know she right. was she was upset when she left um and turns out that she's kind of had a chip on her shoulder ever since uh-huh um which doesn't you know that's not good for anybody i mean that's not no it's not that's not good you know self mental health you know emotional health by any means um but we'll we'll, we'll get to that um so you've got yaz trying to reverse the doctor's her doctor's regeneration You've got unit being attacked by Cybermen. You've got Daleks mm-hmm. in the base of a volcano. Yep. <laughs> Trying to get this volcano to all the volcanoes in the world to explode at the same time mm-hmm. to destroy the planet. To v- the word volcano day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and the little snippets, the, oh, those little puppets, there's another thing that can happen with the tissue decompressor. Yes. They can Yeah, I would say, look, all the times that we've seen the master use the tissue decompression, we've never seen it be done in reverse. I always thought it was permanent. Me too. I thought dead, dead. Yeah. But no. Although, although with people, that might actually be the case. This was a Cyberman. True. True. So, because they're more machine than man, yep. than person, that may be a little different because it was a, a, a cyber Cyberman instead. So, right. But yeah, it was a little disconcerting to see that t- tissue decompression could potentially be reversed. Yeah. And then Tegan not putting two and two together. It's like that came from the doctor. Wait a minute here. Yeah, Why did the doctor sends you that. Yeah. I just the the like I said, Tegan's got this chip on her shoulder, and true, and so yeah. much like like leftover pent up like just aggression and bitterness towards the doctor that she, i don't she was just not thinking straight yeah you know and even even when she teams up with ace and and kate and unit and all this stuff she's like i don't want to do this she's like i 
I left for a reason, <laughs> you know. Um, but of course, you know, the Cybermen don't care. Um, but thanks to Jody's doctor being very, very brilliant, as the doctor is, um, that, that, uh, all of her uh companions yeah because dan left early at the beginning of this episode he right. pulled the t he pulled the tegan mm-hmm. you know it was it was kind of a you know a nod to, to tegan's personal history to have dan be like yeah i almost died and this is kind of isn't fun anymore so mm-hmm. check you later which is right again it's completely understandable it's completely understandable um i mean yeah the doctor was a little disappointed but i mean i think she and dan kind of left it on good terms that i mean yes it's not like the door is completely permanently closed you know you can come back it's just when you're ready yeah (laughs) yeah i mean Um, at least that's kind of what i got yeah yeah i think so um so but yeah the doctor being brilliant um like the doctor is as was able to figure out a way to have a psychic connection with the the companions uh and able to show up as a as a kind of a hologram but it takes on the image of the doctor that they're going to recognize. So, of course, with Yaz, mm-hmm. it's Jody's doctor, no problem. But with Tegan, it's it's Peter. It's, uh, yeah, it's Peter Davison. It's mm-hmm. his doctor. You know. and, and we get uh, the Braveheart line. Yeah, and he's like Braveheart. And she, get, she gives him a piece of his mind, of her mind. Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> that's what Tegan does, mouth on legs. Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh it it gives her a chance to to say all the things it it gives her a chance to say all the things she's been holding in for over 40 years (laughs) (laughs) doctor you're lucky you didn't get slapped (laughs) it's a good thing you're a hologram and not 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 solid Um, (laughs) but yeah to to hear braveheart tegan come out of out of peter's mouth again it's like ah Uh, and of course we get Sylvester and and mm-hmm. Sophie, which those oh, two. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Ace, Ace, Ace and Seven is just like, oh, it's yes, it's a yes. fantastic team up. It's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it has to be one. Of, it has to be one of my absolute favorite Doctor Companion mm-hmm. combinations in the oh, entire yeah. entire show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then of course Ace is 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 ready to go with the baseball bat and yes. newly updated nitro nine yes um which she gets to uh show off to graham of all pieces people because yeah. graham comes back uh-huh. with his psychic paper, paper which does exactly what it's supposed to do and lets ace know that graham is a friend of the doctors so it's therefore yes. cool uh but yeah to to have the to have those those reunions with with the five and tegan and the seven and ace it was like mm-hmm. and i love the 
when Teak and an Ace, when the master gets brought in, originally brought in, which I knew when the master was like, you know, arrested, air quotes, by by unit and locked mm-hmm. up. I'm like, he is so gonna pull a Loki in the Avengers. Oh yeah. He wa- it's like yeah. he wants to be here. He wanted to get captured. This is a Loki if I've ever seen it. Yeah. I did love Ace's line though. It's like last time I saw you, you look like a cat. Yes. <laughs> yes and he did. <laughs> That lion. Yeah. Oh. Right. We'll make Love sure it. you have some fancy feasts there for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a lovely callback. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. So, of course, the, you know, the doctor, with the help of her fam, saves the mm-hmm. day. Yaz gets the, the regeneration reversed. The master's plot gets foiled cybermen destroyed daleks destroyed volcanoes not set off great unfortunately the doctor at this point still has to regenerate so the you know she she ends up saying goodbye to 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 yaz and, and drops yaz off um but not that yaz is going to be wandering around aimlessly because graham finds her Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Dan, actually, Dan gets yes. to come back. Um, so they're uh, <laughs> they're going to be hanging out at essentially. I don't know what. I, I maybe they'll come up with some some cool name, but for now we can call Companions it Companions Anonymous. Companions <laughs> Anonymous. Uh, yeah. Where we get uh a get me crying again. Uh because it's like we had, you know, we had these great reunions with five and Tegan and seven and ace, um, and all this. And I was like, you know, it's and in my brain, I'm like, oh, too bad we couldn't have gotten the sixth doctor, but we couldn't have gotten Perry back because that wouldn't have made sense for where we no. left Perry. Right. I was like, oh, it's it's too bad they didn't get Mel. And then we get to Companions Anonymous, and who's in the group? Mel. Mel. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Ian. Ian. Oh, I mean, when they flash to Ian, I'm just like, holy cow, he looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I have this nice little companion support group and it's like oh and Ian <laughs> and then Ian's we... very yeah Ian's very confused when they call it they, they refer to the doctor as she yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you up <laughs> yeah like no don't worry don't worry Chesterton we'll get you we'll get you caught up right. but yeah I was like uh, it's a group that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yes, we didn't know we needed, but now we desperately want again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big finish. Get on yes. that mm-hmm. ASAP. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the, the TV show proper is throwing you softballs here. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, so then, uh, you know, Jody's doctor has, has made her peace, unlike the last, what, two, let's see, three, no, last three regenerations. Well, I mean, Matt's regeneration kind of really wasn't. I mean, he was holding off the regeneration, but it was mostly because he got the the brand new set of regenerations from the, the Time Lords. But really, the last three regenerations have been really violent because the Doctor has not given in to the regeneration process. Right. Mm-hmm. In in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so unlike... <laughs> previous regenerations that we have seen uh jody's doctor is is fully embracing it knowing you know yes. like there, there, there's no holding back here so it's like let's just let's just let this thing happen and she of course every doctor before they regenerate they got a nice little speech um mm-hmm. you know yeah she just wants to see one more sunrise and so that's where the tards takes her is this nice idyllic you know beach whatever location um by the water and you know she has her has her little speech and then you know she's like whoever you know whichever doctor's next tag you're it yeah and, i love that that was yeah perfect that, that, that's a good closing line for a, a doctor mm-hmm. um And then the reaction teeth. Teeth. I know these teeth. (laughs) Which means David Tennant, David Tennant's doctor, both times that he has regenerated into that face, his first lines are about teeth. Yes. The first time it's new teeth. Yes. This time it's like I recognize these t- <laughs> Damn, still not ginger. <laughs> I, I'm hoping there's a ginger line in the next episode. Yes. <laughs> this is in ginger line in the 60th. Which, again, I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was not expecting that. No, at all, because I had okay, because I had seen the little teaser trailer thing from the BBC before I watched the episode, and you see David Tennant's Doctor Donna, and I just assumed that it was a little snippet of their for little adventure time. that right. we're going to get for the going to get next year, and there's also a clip of Shooty in there we see his doctor he's like screaming going well somebody tell me what's going on or something like that right yeah uh you know so i'm like okay we're getting yeah we're getting a look at both our new doctor and the little special that david Tennant's gonna be in with with donna and, and wilf um yeah no that's not how things are gonna go <laughs> we're gonna get david Tennant again <laughs> which According to Russell T. Davies, this is the 
15th doctor yes so david Tennant is officially the 10th and 14th doctor it's they they equated it to Grover Cleveland, who served two non-consecutive terms as president yeah. of the United States. So he was both the twenty-second and twenty-fourth president. Um so okay. yep. yeah. I'll, work. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. This is um I have so many questions. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I have so many questions about how this is supposed to work. Yeah. You know? The thing that gets... The thing, Neil Patrick Harris wants to be playing. That too. <laughs> but the thing is, and the thing that gets me is, why did he, why did the doctor regenerate? And why was David not wearing jody's clothes why did the outfit regenerate too hopefully that'll get answered sometime in the special that's that's what that's what just makes me that just to me never has been before yeah because just to me yeah because to me knowing russell t davies to me that's a clue Yes. Oh, about what is go about what is going on? That's a clue. Oh yeah, that's a clue. (laughs) So so this is. I mean, technically, it is starting somewhere in season one, and we don't get payoff till three. The end of the season. Yeah. (laughs) So exactly. So it's like, uh, yeah. So to me. It's just an indicator that, yes, while technically this is the 14th incarnation because of the regeneration order, I'm doing air quotes. To to me, this there's just like this red, you know, warning neon light mm-hmm. shining in my brain saying, this is not, this is not just going to be a straight up regeneration into a new incarnation there's something unusual and special right. about this that we don't know what it is yet well and then yeah. also with donna coming back because donna's not donna can't remember she's not supposed to remember anything right and if she does remember she's supposed to hit brain supposed to go couple louis mm-hmm. so yeah Hopefully, all shall be answered. Yeah. <laughs> Next now, year. if she meets the face that she knew before again and doesn't remember that she knew this face before, right? So, and the outfit he's wearing um, is different. So, yeah, I mean, he's done the blue coat before, but right. It, it's 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 but it's suit, not the suit itself looks a little more checkery plaid of some sort yeah yeah it's not the janice joplin coat it's right yeah there's just uh, if it was any other showrunner i would be like okay let's see what happens next but because it's russell t davies i trust him first off (laughs) yes but it's just like it's like 
you're 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 laying the groundwork for something there i2d and i look forward yep. to finding out what it is in a year thank yeah, goodness we have a year because i'm gonna try to go back uh, and rewatch a year and a year and two days from now <laughs> yep i i <laughs> I had started season four, but then it's just like, ooh, I got to do Jodie Whittaker retrospective. Pause, jump to Jodie Whittaker, get that done, and then back to rewatch. Because mm. it's like, you don't know, Russell is so good at pulling storylines or what you mm -hmm. think is throwaway. And then all of a sudden, wham, important. Mm, yeah. That was not a red herring. And that was actually clue <laughs> but now we have to wait a year and two days yeah to, to find out what the hell is going on i am not <laughs> a patient person <laughs> oh my goodness in the so meantime and hopefully that means we'll be able to get it the same time that the uk does if everything with disney plus goes according to <laughs> That would be nice. A simultaneous drop, just like we did for the 50th. Yes. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the meantime, how about some trivia? Ooh, yes, please. Yes, please. So, um, so th this episode was feature length. It is uh -huh. the centenary of the BBC. It is the three hundredth televised story of Doctor Who. Cool. It being featured length at 87 minutes, it is the second longest Doctor Who story or longest installment of Doctor Who made for television. The TV movie is still the longest. Uh -huh. uh, Jodie Whittaker was already pregnant with her second child while filming this episode and apparently was suffering from very bad morning sickness. Oh, boy. Oh, no. um, this is the marks the largest reunion of previous Doctor Who cast members in the show's 59 years. Um, this is um obviously <laughs> tegan mm-hmm yep still bigger uh this is tegan's first appearance since resurrection of the daleks part two and ace's uh, first appearance since survival part three um although obviously they have been in big finish for quite a while mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is um this is the second Doctor Who special to have Unit, Tegan, Daleks, Cybermen, and the Master. The other one, the five Doctors. Five Doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, having William Russell uh, make his appearance as he is the first companion from the very first episode of Doctor Who. Um appearing in this episode gives him a gap of 57 years which is a world record for the longest gap between televised appearances as the same character wow oh wow
Of course, we see Ace beat up a Dalek with a baseball bat, <laughs> like mm -hmm. she did in Remembrance of the Daleks. Uh, of course, this is the second time the Master's been responsible for the Doctor's regeneration. First time was in Logopolis. Mm -hmm. um, there's a nice reference to uh, Sarah Jane, because after the Doctor awakens, after being regenerated back, he yells, tell, yes, tells her that she dropped everybody off in Croydon. Which is where mm -hmm. Sarah Jane Smith was supposed to be dropped off. Yes. It said she got dropped off in Aberdeen. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, some nice little references to uh, the classic era. Um, which, you know, for a not being necessarily a i mean it's a special obviously anytime the doctor regenerates it's a special episode um but for this not being the 60th yeah it kind of it kind of felt like a an anniversary episode so mm -hmm. you know it's just yeah i mean he was not the worst i mean there have been some other showrunners, <clears throat> you know who you are, who haven't been ideal. Yep. Um, but there's I mean, no offense to Chris Chibdahl, but where the hell has this writing been your entire run? Yes. I mean, oh. okay, granted, yes, he wanted to bring new blood in. But with him hiding a story like this, if he could have put some more effort like he did with this one into those mm -hmm. I think the fan reception would have been a heck of a lot better I mean I mm -hmm. love Jodie's run she did fantastic what was she had to work with but Chris kind of did her just a touch of a disservice up until this last episode in a my bit. opinion a little bit yeah that's uh, that, that's kind of my my one kind of complaint is where the hell has this been the entire time? Because it's so good. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I am always a, a sucker for multi-doctor, multi-companion stories. You get. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but this was just it was so, so good. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um so I mean it may it may just be because because it was the last episode, it was the BBC's hundredth anniversary, so they gave him more to work with. That could be. So it allowed him to be like, you know, this is my last hurrah, hurrah. so I'm just yeah. gonna throw everything I've got at it because whether you do fire me, I'm on my way out the door anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so mm -hmm. that could be it. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to hear from Chibnall himself. But yeah. I mean, this easily has to be the best story of his entire run. Oh yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if, if he got to go out, he went out on a really, really high, high note. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a shame. It was always sad to see a doctor go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, th I think Jody did a fantastic job, like you were saying, with what she was given. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think her doctor is, you know, uh, I think with time will become more beloved. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I I hope. <laughs> yes. Oh, know, yes. I hope, really I hope she gets, yeah. I hope she gets the Colin Baker treatment with time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You were reading my mind, Rachel. Big <laughs> yeah. finish. Make sure you sign her. Yeah. Well, like I'm sure I they said, will eventually. Read the papers to her. Yeah, I, I I'm sure she will eventually. It's just the 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 like the contracts with the BBC versus Big Finish, like the doctors or whatever, they can't appear for so many years or something like that after they've left right. the show. Something yeah. weird in their 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 contract. Right. So yeah, as soon as she's eligible, I'm sure that Big Finish will be like uh, Jody. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we got Dave. We got David and Big Finish. It's, I mean, we surely have got to be close to the window opening for Matt. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then a few more, few more years for Peter. And you know, Peter would probably. You know, I severely doubt that Peter would say no. He'll. I'm sure he'll jump at the chance to to do more Doctor Who. He's such a fanboy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. Um, oh, him and reunion with the Paternoster gang. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I needed a cuddle. After mm -hmm. this episode, even Chauncey was like, you look emotional. Here, have a hug. And I'm like, thank you very thank much. You. I'm like, I'm crying. Granted, they're tears of joy. Yes. But still, I'm yeah. like, you know, my jaw's on the floor. The You know, pretty much the, from the moment that Colin Baker appears on the screen to the end of the episode, you know, it my was, jaw's it on was, the floor. It was happy like, tears and sad tears. It was... Oh. I was just this was perfect, uh, but it wrecked me, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's like my doctor back on screen. My other uh, doctor. Uh, I can't handle it. Uh so good. Uh so yeah, it was just it was so so good and a good send-off for, for Jody's doctor and I look forward to uh, seeing Jody in a few weeks. <laughs> oh yes. Well, any final thoughts? Oh, it is so good. I mean, the rewatchability is there. I mean, for people, if mm -hmm. they're hemming and hawing about, should I watch it? Should I? Do yourself the favor, watch it. You're not going to, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Because I really haven't heard too much of the fan base complaining. It's mostly all been too, you know, positive, fantastic. Very little on the negative where I've been seeing, 
a lot more positive than the negative Nellies. That that's good. I've been the the case for me as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't go out of my way to look too much anymore. Right. Because it makes fun, but from the little I've seen, I haven't seen too many people like complain about it either, which is good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, in the meantime, we will be um, sitting here patiently waiting for the next year in two days. <laughs> year and a week and uh, a year and a week and two days i should say uh mm-hmm. a year and nine yeah. days <laughs> mm-hmm. is it next november yet nope no not yet so which i don't necessarily want it to be next november quite yet because that means i've passed 40 and i'm now barely towards 41 so <laughs> It's not all that bad, Rachel. Trust me. <laughs> Tell that to my knees. Uh, sometimes I wish I could just regenerate certain body parts. Tenant can dry. Tenant can grow a new hand. Why can't I grow new knees and hips? <sighs> or 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 youthen and strengthen the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, if any of our listeners want to send in their feedback on the power of the doctor uh, and what you thought of it, uh, you could send us your feedback, just like Shalene and Aaron did, by sending us an email, fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com, where you can connect with us via the facebook and instagram and the twitter while it still exists um <laughs> there is the link to the goodreads book club uh mm-hmm. so, excuse me uh so you can go uh join in the discussions there um if you want to uh support us with your dollars or euros or pounds or whatever currency happens to be appropriate for where you live um you can uh send a one-time donation via Kofi. you can become a regular supporter on patreon or if you want to get a little something something in return you can buy our merch off of our shop on redbubble again links are all on the website so all right well this has been quite the exciting and emotional yes episode also next week gonna be kind of emotional maybe not so much in an exciting way uh but we'll get to that next week yeah Wakanda, yes. You could just make the assumption it's going to be emotional in you. I, yes. I think it's without spoiling anything. Right. It's a return to, to Wakanda after Chadwick has passed. It's going to be emotional no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But we will talk about that next week. So, yes. For now, we're going to sign off for this week. Brittany and Bravado, good night. 
This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Is it really Rasputin? Or is it the doctor or the master in disguise? <laughs> to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.